Dram Cam's doing well. Just topped up a little bit for Dram Cam. Fantastic. Dram Cam. New for Instagram, Dram Cam. <laughs> In episode 73, we sample some of Vermont's finest as we feel the burn of the whistle pig farm stock rye crop number two. And I've planned the other section and I'm well and truly taken my mittens off and Nick has no idea what to expect. So just keep listening. You'll find out. And as always, you can feast your eyes on more whiskey content while pretending to listen to some really important health and safety instructions just by checking out our social media platforms. At Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And I've got some serious withdrawal symptoms from the Olympics, so please go and give us a gold medal on your favourite podcast platform by giving us a five-star rating. Thank you. You're listening to Whiskey and Things with Nick Kent and Dave Giles. Welcome to episode 73. I am Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. Hello, everyone. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right, thank you. How's your voice? How's your voice today? Do you know what? It's, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's still, you can tell, it's still tired, right? Mm. So two weeks ago, it was awful. Yes. Then last week, we, heard that. we used a pre-recorded show yes. for that very reason. Yes. And then this week, it's getting better. So I'm yes. doing roughly six gigs a week at the moment, and I feel like it's beginning to strengthen up and understand what I'm trying to get it to do again. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, I think we're nearly there, <laughs> he says, as it, it great. dies. <laughs> More drams, mate. More drams. Well, exactly. Do you know what? Um, Lauren, one of our patrons, suggested that I, I have a hot toddy. and yeah, um, do it. I've got that. I've still got that Bimba hot toddy set. I haven't, oh, I haven't really? had yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's worth a go, isn't it? Um, it might be. It might be. So, yeah. um, I'll see how I feel tomorrow. I might have one tomorrow night. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, how you been? Good weekend? Yes. Gigged us down south. It's really weird, isn't it? Like, having done this for weeks and weeks and weeks, now we're both coming in, having done gigs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I oh, know. yeah, we have a job. <laughs> yeah, we do work, everyone. You know, we haven't yeah. for a while, but uh, we do work. Um, and we, I've just got one thing to say. And we do, we need to congratulate Jeff Whiskey. He created something beautiful and an absolute miracle in my eyes. Um... Yes, last week in episode 72, he delivered one of the most legendary puns in the history of whiskey podcasting. <laughs> when we're talking about my affinity bottle. Oh, yeah. I even worked out a few weeks back what the actual ABV was. So I can do a, like a, you know, a little um, average. Is it just a case of taking the average of them or are you planning to? Or I add, all, I add up all the ABVs and then I divide it by how many whiskeys are in there. And it came out to about 48%. I bet like that's that. going to be a pretty mean whiskey. Now that went over my head at the time. I knew mean was something <laughs> in maths, but when I was editing, I went and looked it up just to make sure, and that is just pure gold, isn't it? That's amazing. Isn't that, that's actually amazing. amazing. Uh, um, well, congratulations, Jeff Whiskey, on that achievement. On that pump, yeah. A yeah. wonderful achievement, and yeah. uh, yes, yeah. yes, we're very well, proud of you. Very proud of you. Well done. And as well, like we usually have a spike in listeners when we have Jeff Whiskey on the show. And we did. So, yeah, <laughs> that's did. what I mean. That's what I mean. So I'm going to put him as our guest this week as well in the, uh, in the title. Just to uh, bump up those Featuring numbers a little bit. Jeff Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't lied. He's in the show. He's in the oh, show, no, absolutely. Everyone. Absolutely. We need him every week. <laughs> See, you may remember when I said about having him be the Whiskey God. He should be the Whiskey God, mate. Jeff Whiskey effect. Jeff Whiskey God. Mm. <laughs> There we go. There it is. Uh, right, shall we? Uh, shall we get on with uh, with this week's show? Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
All right, then. So, this week's whiskey. Oh, I changed it. I changed the inflection there, Nick. Did you like that? You have. You have. I just um, like people to realise that it's not pre-recorded. <laughs> you know, I do that differently every week. I know it, people may be surprised by Sometimes that. Sometimes you even forget. So. <laughs> Very true. And, and you've done it prematurely this week as well. But uh, that's fine. It's fine. All right, okay. Well, but, uh, technically not, because we're going we're gonna to pour it at least now, aren't we? are going to pour it. We're going to pour it. We're going with the Whistlepig Rye, uh, Farmstock Rye, and we'll talk about this later, but we're going to have a little bit of a uh, drink of it while we're talking about something else. Good squeak on the pop there, on the old pop cork. Yeah, Nick sent me a couple of samples of this a while back, and I've been looking forward to trying it, not going to lie. You're lucky to get a couple of samples of this one, I tell you. I've had whist- Whistlepig before. Uh, have we had Whistlepig together before? We have. We had it in a tasting set, I think. Was it in the What's in the Wood thing? It might be what's in the yeah what's in the wood yeah yeah it was then I thought so, um, but yeah also there was a Americana Awards back in 2020 in January 2020 they sponsored it so at the event everyone got a free whistle pig cocktail and they turned up and it was <laughs> I thought you were going to say bottle I was going to say oh I Damn. wish there was bottles everywhere though yeah um, but yeah I remember having a lovely whistle pig whistle you know, whistle pig whistle. old fashioned. <laughs> Learn how to talk. Whistle. It's quite hard to say whistle pig when you've got a tired voice. What's your whistle? Anyway, Nick. Old, sir. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this it does smell really good. But we'll, we'll start talking about it later. What I wanted to talk to you about, Nick, I did a wedding at a rugby club at the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. So standard rugby club bar. And they had a, you know, a fairly decent whiskey collection for a rugby club. You know, wasn't just two whiskies there was a there was a selection they had a highland park i'd not seen before and and then uh glenmorangie arbor lot they had, they had a nice little selection but on the wall they had this poster right and it just said unlearn whiskey glenfiddich unlearn whiskey and i was like oh okay what's this what is this well what was it and um with on the poster underneath this there are four different ways of well four different whiskey drinks underneath they have three in tumblers and one in, in, a, in a bigger glass. And it says about, <laughs> number one, it says it's the world's most awarded single malt scotch. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I Glenfiddich. didn't. It's been around a while though. You know, it's been well, to a lot sense. of awards ceremonies, that one. So Glenfiddich I, I has the award ceremony acceptance speech down, down, I reckon. So I'm guessing what this is trying to do is just making people think that whiskey is more than just whiskey and Coke. Yeah. Maybe. Or more just an old man drink or something, you know. Perhaps. So next to the, the there's a there's a tumbler, not a Glencairn. They've just gone with standard tumblers, probably because they know that most bars that's what they'll have. Yeah. Uh, and it says Glenfiddich Straight, the true character, all the distinctive flavors, aromas, and depth delivered in a single smooth sip. Nice. And then next to that it says Glenfiddich and water open up new flavors. Adding water elevates some of the more subtle and elusive characteristics of the whiskey while providing a more gentle mouthfeel. I do love a gentle mouthfeel, Nilk. I don't know about you. Gentler the better, mate. Um, and then on the other side is uh, Glenfiddich and ice. Easy sipping. Ice chills the whiskey to reduce the intense heat, leaving an all-round smoother dram. Mm. And finally, in the middle, the one they're really trying to push is the Glenfiddich Highball. A refreshing yeah. experience. Glenfiddich, 12-year-old, ice, soda, and lemon. The carbonation delivers an effervescent mouthfeel, extending the distinctive flavour notes and awakening your taste buds. Now, over our journey, Nick, I would say these are things that we have learnt ourselves. But what I was surprised at was to see this poster in that bar, as if to say to people, 
think about whiskey. I mean, yeah. I, it just really surprised me. It just really surprised me. And I was, I was happy to see it. Hmm. I think as well, being in the sports club, um, I wouldn't go for a whiskey after I've been running around. No, exactly. It's, it's well, not well, really it's, refreshing, but the highball and stuff. Yeah, exactly. the ice. No, that's a, that's a really good shout, actually. Uh, or, or for people watching a game if, if the weather's good or whatever. But they have a lot of birthday parties and weddings at this place yeah, as well. Yeah. So I just was happy to see it. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Unlearn whiskey. Yeah, I'm guessing, yeah, a lot of people do maybe have a bit of a, well, a view on it. Again, maybe the old man thing, or maybe they've tried some and it's been too strong for them or something. So here's some options for them to uh, to try. So yeah, but very very thing. much centre of this poster, and I'll send it to I'll send you a photo so you can put it up on social media on Instagram. I'll put it up on Twitter and Facebook as well, mm-hmm. so people can see it. But the the highball is clearly in the in the middle and most prominent, right? Um, so I think they're truly trying to make people think of simple cocktails you can do with whiskey because I think that's the other thing. With people, I think people think that whiskey cocktails are complicated. Yeah, beyond no. whiskey and coke. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, they're not. They can be really simple. I tried, you know, the, uh, a few weeks ago we were talking about, um, I told you about that kind of crisp, chi- like chilled old fashioned, which oh, I yeah. used with the White Claw hard seltzer or seltzer, however you want to say that. Has it got an E in it? Yeah. yeah seltzer. Uh, do you know what? That, yeah, we'll get back to that, but go on, carry on. I made it like the next night and it's bloody lovely. Interesting. It's, it's just a bit of Angostura's bitters, um, a bourbon of your choice and ice and... Um, and some of that and some, some of that stuff yeah and it was it was lovely absolutely lovely this was the flavoured one it had peach or something so it had that extra bit of fruit oh, in it nice. as well nice so that was really cool so I recommend that everyone it's like a uh, yeah old fashioned well it's, it's nice well what's the word I'm looking for refreshing you, old fashioned type thing do you know what you've you've talked I think you just talked about when we made old fashions and I think that's in an episode that's coming up <laughs> it may be in that one <laughs> So a little bit of a precursor of what we're up to in the show 50, 50? show 75 there. But, was that um, that one? I think we did it in another one, didn't we? Well, you may have mentioned it when we talked about the uh, the julep, but I, I th- my memory is... It uh, was the julep episode. Uh, yes, okay, it was. So enough. it has been out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a mad man. Fair um, enough. But yeah, in a couple of weeks, we do make old fashioned. So. I've been doing highballs a fair amount recently. Just mm-hmm. soda and whiskey. It's such a good experience. I've never been a fan of soda. Interesting. I don't know. It just, just like, it's too dry for me. It's not enough taste. And then you can't really taste the whiskey. I p- probably need to be made a, a better one. Um, but I've just never been a fan of soda, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, in fairness, I treat myself to get some of those fever tree sodas because I've thought, if I'm going to do this, let's use, at least use good stuff. Exactly. Like, mm. And because it's the same as tonic, right? I, I don't like tonic, but there's some lovely new tonics out, which I do like. Right, right. But yeah, interesting again, those. Those hard seltzers, is that what they're called? Hard seltzer? Hard seltzers. And what, what's the name of the company? White Claw, I think it was, the one I had. So this is clearly the fashionable drink right now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I saw it on Sunday Brunch, that company. Right. And there's a, they had a few different companies doing the same kind of thing. So well, yeah. They are spending a fortune on marketing. Because at the moment, you go on the underground and it's everywhere. Okay. I've been on that for a while, but I, and, I understand what you mean, yeah. You know, I'm seeing more people post about it. It's it's the in-trend drink, I guess, these uh, hard sales. There's a bit of alcohol in there as well, isn't there? It's like 5% or something. Yeah, but I, it doesn't say what it is. It just says... Oh, yeah, it's just alcoholic. Just alcohol. Oh, it says um, spring water f- flavoured with this, with alcohol. Yeah. With alcohol. Some, they've just put some <laughs> ethanol in there, so... 
<laughs> which is which is fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't say I don't ask what alcohol is on my whistle pig. Um, it's just there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, but I think it comes out through the distillation period, though. The yeah, process doesn't it? Rather mm-hmm. than. So it's hand sanitizer in, in a yeah, white cork. Rather than dropping in ethanol. <laughs> Let's add a few drops of ethanol to this whiskey. You're listening to Whiskey and Things. Talking in the underground. So there's another thing that's happening, which I've seen. on the You know, the hard seltzer adverts are on the, on the elevators as you go up. You know, the little A3 posters. Oh, yeah. But you know, behind... When you're on the platform and you're looking across and you're waiting for your train and there's a massive billboard of posters. Yeah. Yeah, right. I've learned a lot about Jack Daniel from those exactly. uh, posters. And tradi- traditionally, that's what you normally see, right? Jack Daniel's posters. Yeah. yeah. And they're a great read. So there is currently a whiskey which is spending a hell of a lot of money on a marketing campaign behind okay. where the train goes. Yeah. And, and I'd never heard of it. Okay. It's called the Woodsman Whiskey. Um. And I believe it's a, well, it says it's a blended scotch. I think it's from White and McKay, I think. Right, okay. And they are spending a fortune on it. And I've not even, I've not even seen it in a shop. No, me either. Well, it hasn't registered with me. No. If I have seen it. But, uh, but I'm intrigued by the fact that they're clearly spending all this money. Are we talking Hague money? Well, this is my, this is where <laughs> I'm getting to. This is my point, right? Because I've not even seen anyone talk about it. There's been zero word of mouth about this. Right. So far, it's only Mark. Like, the hard seltzer thing, I heard people talk about it. I'd heard see, seen people drinking it. I've had had that happen. And then I saw adverts for it. Yeah. So actually, the adverts are just capitalising on the fact that there's Boosting clearly up. a movement for people drinking this stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. Same same with Whitley Neal Drink. We had, we had um, Johnny Neal come on to talk to us about Samuel Gelston's, right? Yeah, if you, whatever episode that was, and Whitley Neal Gin has been everywhere for the last few years, and now they're doing a quite a big push on marketing. That you're seeing posters for it in a fair few places, because um, their gin has won loads of awards. But people were drinking it already, right? But this whiskey, and bearing in mind, we speak to whiskey drinkers all the time. No one has mentioned this whiskey. Hang on, what was it called? The Woodsman Whiskey, which makes me think it's probably rubbish. And that may be really harsh, but maybe it's maybe it's good. We clearly need to try it because I feel this may be more marketing than substance here. Well, yeah, and, I, and I'm basing that on my experience of. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Hague. I have seen this. Yes. Have you? Yeah. Again, I, I was look. I you know I wasn't shopping for a blended scotch when I go in at the time, but I have I have seen this on the shelves. I mean, it's a pretty understated looking bottle of whiskey, isn't it? I do like it though. It's got the rings yeah. of the wood. It's a no, nice bottle. I, I nice agree. Bottle. Yeah, it's got a cork too. Yeah, but their branding it works. Do you, yeah. know, do you know what I mean? It, it's good branding, but and I'm hoping for thirty-two quid for a blended scotch. That should be quite nice. Well, I that's the other thing because it's not cheap for a blend, is it? No, I get, well, a blend's a blend. It depends what's in it, mate. Good point. You good know, point. You know your favourite, Johnny Walker Blue. So expensive. No, no, no. But for this, if this is their their base, you know, because Johnny Walker, if we're using that as an example, the cheapest Johnny Walker is a lot cheaper than thirty one pounds. What's this? This is like well, a retail. What's that? A Johnny Walker Black ish price, maybe a bit. Yeah, more. I just wanted to point it out because I just feel it's something we should probably have a look at because. Yeah. No, I'm up for that. It just jumped out. Like, where has this come from? Where the hell has this come from? There's a few more like newer blends I've seen on the shelves as well, which I can't name at the moment because I've. 
forgotten them. But uh, I have no, I have noticed a few new kind of faces, as it were. But yeah, no, we'll we'll give that a go at some point. Because that, that's the thing, the advertisement, they're not using a celebrity or anything like that. They're just, they're, it's almost like the the woodsman thing. That it, it stinks of them trying to trying to reach out to hipsters who have grown beards <laughs> and want to try and want to feel cool drinking a whiskey. That's what it stinks of to me. Yeah. No they offense to anyone who has a big website. beard. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and you would think cute. if they were spending money on all these posters that they would do, wouldn't you? Well, it hasn't come up on Google, the top. It's taken... Oh, hang on. No, it has the Woodsman Whiskey One Idiot. It's right there. I went down. Went too far down, listeners. Birth year. Oh, this is the most annoying thing about going into whiskey stuff. <laughs> we need to do a whole episode just on, like, the best websites to let you in by putting your name or your... No, not your name, your age. And the worst ones. Because there are some really horrific ones, which are really hard to get into. Yeah, it's White Mackay. It's White Mackay, is it? Yeah. We do have some very nice whiskies in the blend. Oh, no, absolutely they do. So if it's a blend of, you know, no, well, I'm sure it's a, I'm imagine it's mostly grain, isn't it, if it's a blend? But again, uh, I don't know. There's well, nothing yeah, There's nothing on the posters it. about it. I don't think this, yeah, this is aimed at, again, the people who might not, might want to try whiskey, um, but might not know much about it, which is fine. And if it tastes nice, then it might become their their nice new tipple, you know. Yeah, but I'm I'm going to say right from the off, I'm going into this. When we eventually get round to drinking it, I'm going into this dubious as hell. Right. Because I just think there's no way the first the first time you hear about a whiskey, when we know as many whiskey people as we do, should mm. not be from an poster. Oh, I see. Do you understand that point? Does, does that make sense? Am I being am I being over harsh? Not really. I mean, there's a lot of brands out there. I mean, the people we kind of talk to, we're usually talking about, well, unless they're from White Mackay, we're not going to get told about this. And they're talking about their single malts or whether they've got a specific blend they're pushing. Oh, hang on. I just remembered something from the posters. They're sponsoring like an XFM or Radio X or whatever it is, breakfast show or something like that. Okay. That, that Which makes no out. sense. <laughs> Why? It's whiskey. A lot of whiskey for breakfast. Are they making yeah. mint juleps with it? Well, yeah. Breakfast <laughs> of champions, mate. mate um, maybe, mate. We should. What we should do? Actually, this is a good idea. We, me, Nick, and this is Nick and I brainstorming for show ideas that could nearly, clearly will never happen. We should contact Radio X and see if we can get some of their DJs to come on and, and taste the whiskey with us. <laughs> because if they're doing it, if they're sponsoring the show, then they should have an opinion on the whiskey. Right. You can. Uh, you can pay for that fee. I'm not. Uh, well, it won't be. Well, that's a good point. All right, they've got a bit on their website. If you subscribe to their newsletter, it's called Wood News. It's not quite booze round, is it? No, Wood, <laughs> wood News. Who thought Wood News? I'm sorry. Whoever thought that could have come up with something better? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, oh, uh, here we go. Right here it is. I'm on the Radio X website now. Win a thousand pound and the Woodsman Whiskey Toolbox. Do you see my mean? A toolbox. Like, uh, yeah, they, they're trying to make it out as if it's for like lumberjacks or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a fun, cheapy kind of whiskey, and they're uh, making some fun stuff. It's like all the Jack Daniel stuff we used to get. I, I did Jack Daniel's guitar. You could win that kind of thing. You know, I, but they're I, aiming it at that musical crowd, and now they're this. They're aiming it at the uh, the lumberjacks of the world, or the wannabe lumberjacks. It's just very odd. To be honest, I look like a lumberjack today. You, well, yeah, well, your beard's gone a little bit, though, isn't it? So, yeah, fell out. 
Yes, the Woodsman whiskey made true. Anyway, that's not this week's whiskey at all. I just, no. I just thought I'd wanted, I just wanted to bring it up because I've been staring at these posters and wanting to rant at someone about it for, for the <laughs> yeah, last couple you. of weeks. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're the person that I can rant about. Yes, <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah. They called Jeff whiskey and rant at him about it, dear. No, uh, no, exactly. I, I have to get it. Exactly. So uh, yeah. Anyway, should we should we talk about this this whistle pig? Let's, let's crack on with that. Let me give you a sting. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. All right, this week's whiskey. Go on in. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me off because apparently I did it in the wrong place. So there you go. That's what you get. Yeah, I just want a bit more enthusiasm. Good This Lord. week's whiskey. Ah. There you go. <laughs> Reverb. <laughs> Call back. Uh, what have we got here? Whistle pig. Farm stock rye crop two, um, bottled in barn. That's a little play on words there. I like that. Play on words of bottled in bond. I don't get it. Bottled in bond is a, uh, it's a category of whiskey in America. There's certain things. If it says bottled in bond, it, you can trust it to have been made at one distillery, made, you know, locked in a warehouse and bonded by the government so no one's tampered with it and all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, this is a play on words on that. Because this isn't from one distillery. This is a blend, David. Oh, fair enough. Um, this is the second rye we've done on the podcast, I believe. Unless, the last time I'd said something like that, I got it wrong. I think the last one we did was the Tasmanian rye, wasn't it? And the first one we did. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. I forgot about that. Yeah, episode 60. I, yeah, I was trying to figure it out. I was in my head, I was like, what was that right? Oh, yeah, of course. I remember the that The Boutique Whiskey Company one. That was course. beautiful. It was beautiful. Good episode, that. Episode 60. Yeah, that, 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 that. fantastic. That's probably one of my favourite episodes I've ever done, in fairness. Yes. But yeah, sorry, carry on then. So tell me about this This then. So what, why is it Crop 2? What, what, what's all that all about? Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you a bit of a background on Whistlepig first. It's quite a new distillery. Um, they're in Shoreham, Vermont, USA. And the distillery was actually a 150-year-old dairy barn, which they renovated um, on a farm that they bought back in 2007 and opened in 2015. Um, if you don't know, listeners, Vermont is in the northeast of the United States. It actually borders upstate New York and Canada. So it's just south of Montreal. So it's bloody cold. The winters are, anyway. There, Have you, you been they, there? I I don't know. I don't know, Dave. I can't remember, to be I, honest. I imagine, you potentially, even if you didn't stop there, you would have driven through it on the way somewhere. Yeah. I want to say, because isn't that where Ben and Jerry's is from? I think you're right. I want to say I've done something Ben and Jerry's like. But I might come down from Montreal. Like, that might, might be in the border. Oh, no, the border was in uh, Minnesota, near the... Yeah, it's... it's, uh, it's Mall of America. It's north, yeah, it's north of, uh, of Massachusetts, it's more than isn't it? two borders. So it's anyway. next to... It's, it's between New Hampshire, New York, Massachusetts, and Canada. Yeah, I can never it's say it. Massachusetts. <laughs> 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 yeah, you think Whistlepig's hard to say with an ulcer. Say Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts. Anyway. Um, um, yeah. It's where Bernie Sanders is from, though. Oh, okay. Well, that, well, that's where he's a senator for. Will we feel the burn with this whiskey, Dave? Oh, oh, there it is. There right it out. is. Set you up. You took it. You took, took it. it. I didn't know Knock- I was setting you up, but there you yeah. go. Knocked out of the park. That's why I'm Loved it. Team. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yes. Um, yeah, Jeff Whiskey thinks he's got puns. Well, he's so, got is puns. so is Nick. So is Nick. with his puns. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he's ex- and he's expanding it listenership. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we anyway, can pun it up with the best of them. We can. Now I'm going to talk about steel. Um, they have a unique copper pot still, which was designed by um, Master Distiller, the late Dave Pickerell. Um, we mentioned him back in episode 63 when we we're talking about the uh, whiskies released by music artists and bands. I remember um, that name. Yes. He was behind the original run of the blackened Metallica's whiskey. Oh, uh, yes. And he's yes, also yes, part yes, of yes. Maker's Mark for 14 years and Mount Vernon. And yes, and he was part of this. He helped set up Whistlepig as well as he built the still. Right. Um, so yeah, go back to listen to 63 from here about him a little bit. Um, there are two women leading the way in this operation. Lead distiller oh, yeah. Emily Harrison and their blender Megan Ireland. And their chief pig is Mortimer Jr., who apparently loves I can't, loves can't believe he just called Megan Island. Wow. Bit rude, that. Hey, I'm, I'm set. <laughs> Am I keeping that in? <laughs> anyway, Chief Pig, Mortimer Jr. No, um, you can't call her Chief Pig. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> People come here for highbrow whiskey humour. All right, I just okay. did a great pun about right. something which I've already it. forgotten and you're already and dragging us it. through the dirt. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, there's a great Talking, again, r- talking about <laughs> mugging around in the dirt. Pigs. Yeah, pigs. <laughs> Deary me. Um, Mortimer Jr., their pig. They've had a few pigs. It's on a farm. They've got loads of animals. Right. What, um, anyway. Actually a pig? Yeah, big pig with a barrel around his neck, of course. Full right. of the, full of the whiskey. <laughs> like, like, like a, what's that dog who saves people in avalanches? Lassie. Oh, Great Bernard? Is that what they are? No, it is. Those huge dogs <laughs> which have the barrels around their necks, which is meant to like help resuscitate people if they've like, if they're unconscious in the snow. St. Bernard. It? It's a St. Bernard. All right. You've never seen a St. Bernard dog with a barrel around its neck. Do you reckon Bernie's short for Bernard? Oh, here we go. Anyway, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie. Yeah, Bernard. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Right. Anyway, Mortimer Junior loves crisp Vermont evenings, belly rubs, and emojis, according to their website. And emojis. Yeah, I'm so confused right now. So confused. Anyway, let's talk about this whiskey. This is Rycrop number two. Yeah. So um, obviously they're a farm, and they were working towards basically producing a whiskey using 100% rye from their farm. Right. But it took a few kind of steps to get there because, you know, distilleries have to grow, etc. So, yeah, they're working towards that. Their first uh, farm-to-glass rye, which I think they have now done with their Beyond Bonded rye and bourbon. I think there's like four versions, like um, rye crop one, two, three, four, etc. before they got to it. Um, So this is number two. And, yes, it's a blend of three straight rye whiskies from around North America. Two American, one being their grain or yeah. stuff they make on site, and another one from Indiana, and one from Canada. I'll get into the specifics, but I'm, you know, it's like North America, it's like, like USA and Canada, which is pretty cool. So it's I like, like a, it's a blend of countries as well. I'll just to clear up the uh, the details. Straight rye is whiskey, which with a mash bill of at least fifty one percent rye, um, much like straight bourbon would be 51% corn in the mash bill. That's where, the, right. that's where the bourbon and the rye thing comes from. To be called a straight rye or straight bourbon, it has to be at least two years old. That's where the straight bit comes from as well. Um, so there we go. So this is a blend of three straight 
rye whiskies. Do you know what? I re- I'm really glad you just told me that because now I finally understand the line in American Pie, the good old boys drinking whiskey and rye, because in America they call bourbon whiskey, don't they? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, or, well, there's a bunch of other ones. Yeah, you can yeah have. but they call rye rye. Yes. Rye, I think, was one of the original ingredients in an old-fashioned as well. Again, it depends where you are in the history. It's a different history. Everyone tells it differently, everyone. But this, um, rye crop number two, contains 32% two-year-old whistle pig from their farm. It's what they've made there. So, yeah, that's the minimum it had to be, two years. And um, they use um, Vermont oak casks. Um, they're slow growing because they're so far north, like the Swedish oak, Dave. Do you remember we talked uh, about Swedish oak? Oh, yeah. Yes. And it grew really slowly, so the rings are really tight, which brings a really dense flavour to it. Yeah. That's what they're using here. Like, not Swedish oak, but Vermont oak, which... So, is, actually, they, that, hence why they probably only need a little bit of it in the blend, right? Yeah. Again, or it doesn't need to be as old. Yeah, it's like two years or something. And, yeah, it's going to be quite an intense flavour, I think. 45% is six-year MGP rye. Now, if you watch the Whiskey Vault on YouTube, everyone, you'll hear about MGP a lot. Um, MGP Indiana. It stands for Midwest Grain Products of Indiana. And it's a distillery which a lot of bourbons and ryes in America source from, essentially. You can just buy your whiskey from them, re-bottle it, and sell it on however you want. So you'll see a load of like weird independent kind of weirdly named bourbons and ryes and stuff in the States. But it won't say where it's made or distilled or whatever, but it, it might just sound back distilled in Indiana and you'll know that's MGP. But they do a lot of, like, the, um, Diageo is their biggest customer, apparently. Bullet Rye is MGP, for example. Right. Um, even though they do their own bourbon in their own distillery now. Angel's Envy is MGP. They take the whiskey, then they finish it in casks, etc. High West is also MGP. There's a bunch of them. That, you know, a lot of it does come from, uh, from Indiana, um, which is completely cool. You know, it's really good whiskey. So you know, it's just one way of people um, bottling their own whiskey, essentially. It's a bit like finding casks. Nah, maybe not. Maybe a bigger batch. But but it's much like it's much like the big grain distilleries in Scotland, right? Yes, 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 yes. That too. That provide for multiple different blends. Yes, that's a very that's a better analogy than including, mine. including, wood woodman. Woodsman, woodsman. woodsman. <laughs> including the woodsman. <laughs> that the advertising's worked on you. Oh, yeah. That branding is really strong. Anyway. Um, the rest of this blend is 23%. 10-year Alberta distillers rye from Canada. Apparently, it's 100% rye. Um, that's from Calgary. And we actually have some of that, which we're going to be trying soon. Oh, um, yes. Cool. Yes. That's from the other side of the country, though. Or yeah, other side I know. Of- that's why I thought it was weird. It's on the border, so it's maybe a bit easy. But yeah, that's from uh, Calgary, which is on the West Coast. But um, but yeah, we've got some of the Alberta Premium Rye, which we're going to be trying soon. But some of that is in here, I think. Although that's a five-year we got there. This is full of the 10-year, or 23%, anyway. Whiskey! It's a blended rye, which I think is really cool. And I'm really enjoying it. How are you finding it, mate? Mate, I, I think this is super tasty. I love it. This is it's um, so drinkable. Yeah, this was part of my big shop I did around Christmas. Why did you pick Christmas. this? Was this the only whistle pig rye available? Or was it there was a not. reason why you, why you chose this? I chose this because it was the cheapest one, Dave. Interesting. Um, because it's still quite pricey, and they do get very pricey. 
but I wanted to try the whistle pig and as in as in whistle pig in general or rye. The whistle pig rye I wanted to try. Right, okay. And um, this was there. It was still quite pricey, and I was buying five bottles at the time. And but I knew it was going to be good. Not so of I this, just, uh, but five different bottles of whiskey. Oh yeah, not of this. <laughs> yeah, different ones. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I went for this one. What I love about it, it's so transparent. Like all the details I just gave about the percentages and stuff, it's all on the label on the back. Oh yes, lovely. Which is amazing. Happens. Even what yeah. wood it's in, or chart, the batch number of each one. Yeah, it's great. I, I love that. I love transparency. Yeah. All right. So I reckon this is sixty quid. Okay. Uh, a little bit more. More than that. Yeah. Again, we're talking import as well. Okay. You know, it's going to be a bit cheaper over there. Yeah, seventy five ninety five on the whiskey exchange, and you can still get it as well. Um, even though they've kind of they don't make it anymore, you can. Still All right, get so it you can there. still pick up a bottle of this, but actually, it's not being made anymore. Yes, yes, they have. But they, have they have a bunch of other ones as well. They still make a uh, a farm stock rye blend, um, but they've now stopped doing the numbers. They got to number four and then just brought one out for right. the farm stock rye. Um, so yeah. So how you much is the stand? How much is the stat? The, the new farm stock, like whatever the standard one is. I don't know. Um, I'm, it's not available. I couldn't find it in the UK or on oh, right. Whiskey Exchange when I was looking. Um, here, you can still get the Crop 1, which is eighty six ninety five. That's even right, more. Okay. Um, they do a 10-year. Have you heard of the Boss Hog, Dave? Um, no. no. Whiskey. They have one called Boss Hog, which um, it's one I, I saw all over, all over the gram, for example, right. uh, that came out. But that, that's a 17-year-old um, matured in American oak then three weeks in Spanish oak, then three days in Brazilian <laughs> teak wood. That's 595. Whoa. And that was... Uh, but you don't, see, you don't see many American whiskeys that old, do you? No, and that's a 75 CL. I must say as well, actually, with this one, 75 quid, it is a 75 CL. So it's a little it's bit an, bigger. It's a little bit bigger. You get a couple it's of extra shots in there. there you go. It's an American. It's an American size, everyone. Yeah. But... Uh, is it worth 75 quid? Let me think about that, because I am really enjoying this. You know what? Yeah, I think it is. It's different from a lot of other stuff. I, I crave this taste. I love this taste. I remember it's got the sweetness of caramelised sugar and all kinds of stuff, yeah. but it also has that pickle and dill rye notes, which I really You love that, loved. don't you? Yeah, and that was the thing that really hit me from that initial tasting we did. It was that pickle and dill. A really gasp. long finish. Really yeah. long finish. I had a bit of mint on the nose and at the end, you know, on the finish as well. Yep, absolutely. Do you know- oh, It's go great with a burger. Oh, yeah. Here's why I think it's good value for that at that price. I'm really enjoying this, but the flavours are so strong and intense without being over- like, Yeah. Not in a bad way, that you don't really want more than one of them. Yeah. We're at 43%, everyone, by the way. We haven't said that yet. So, yeah, it's not a particularly strong one, but there's so much flavour in it. But do, do you agree with that? When you've had, like, I get to the bottom of this glass and mm. I've really enjoyed it, but I don't now want another one right away. No, I know what you mean. Because there's so much going on with this that I'm happy just to savour this one glass. So that £75 will go a long way because I don't feel the need to pour myself another one straight away. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm alone in that. Um, no, I mean... At £75, I don't want to finish it all, so I don't want to pour myself another one straight away. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I, I do find myself, I had a couple of jams of this earlier while I was doing my notes, and I was just, I was loving it. I was loving it. Absolutely yeah. loving it. So yeah, I'd recommend anyone picking up this one. 
Um, no, I, absolutely. I, this is a special drop. But yeah, I think this is every time we've had Whistle Pig now, I've enjoyed it. I've yeah. really enjoyed it. So it's not the cheapest of whiskies. No. But then when you look at what they've put in this and you think a 10-year-old, that's not surprising really. It's it's not surprising for me at all. Yeah, I mean, you go on the website as well. It's, it's, I love the story behind it. The fact that it's still fairly it small batch as well, isn't it? In the yes. grand scheme, I imagine. Yes, it is. Yeah, they do a batch or whatever, and then um, then they stop it. This is yeah, this is one run. I don't know how many runs they did, or of the rye crop, or this number two. But yeah, they put it out, and then they bring out the number three, or whatever. Um, they're doing some interesting things as well. There was a road one. I can't remember what it's called, but they've kind of finished some barrels in the back of a uh, like a heavy goods lorry, um, <laughs> and, then travel, and it's been driving up Route sixty six. Uh, oh, really really good for the environment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sustainability <laughs> wasn't on the website uh, anywhere, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's been finished in the back of an HGV um, <laughs> juggernaut. That's so American, isn't it? I know. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what it's called, road something, but uh, there it is. I don't know. I'm not endorsing it. I don't, maybe the whiskey was nice. I'm not sure. But I'm not sure how much of an effect that would have had. I think it was only like a week or something in the back. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. It's a pretty bottle at least. <laughs> I might have done something else to it. Amazing. Well, Amazing. But uh, yeah, we go. Whistle pick. Check, check them out. And, and let us know. If anyone else has had this, please do get in contact with your thoughts. It's a, it is really nice. Do you know, I'm also getting a, a, a kind of cola cube. Yeah vibe in there as well yeah uh, or, or cola based candy as they would say in america mm. and as someone who loves cola cola based sweets then i'm a big this fan so, of this this is so i've been looking forward to doing this one for ages yeah I, i'm i'm really glad you've you, you got to send me a sample this is amazing oh we haven't yeah. actually said why we're doing a ride today as well oh I meant to say oh, this talking about god do you know what we had all that Banter about puns. <laughs> I know we completely missed the bit. Missed the main, yeah, yeah. The, the episode title. There was title. a reason why we did this one today. I was basically, <laughs> I was listening to Whiskey Cast, um, the wonderful Whiskey Mark Podcast by Mark Gillespie um, this week when I was driving, and he mentioned on there that Sagamore Spirits celebrates Rye Day the thirteenth every time it comes round because apparently that was the day that Sagamore launched their first whiskey or something. Um, so that's this Friday, everyone. Um, but as we don't have any Sagamore, I thought it was an even better excuse to uh, crack out. Crack the open pig. the rye. But yeah, crack rye open day. the rye. Yeah, rye day the 13th. Happy rye day the 13th, everyone, this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're doing this. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so we was, didn't even need uh, Jeff Whiskey to tell us. No, and it was last minute. Uh, yes, so there we go. But <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> We'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Whiskey and Things. You can find out more about Whistlepig over at whistlepigwhiskey.com. I'll be putting that in the show notes and as well a link to the Whiskey Exchange and various links to various whiskies, which you, if you purchase using our affiliate link, which is that link I speak of, in the show notes, you'll be helping Sorry, out is that a link the, in the show notes? You'll be helping out the show. <laughs> Very much so. And we appreciate that. So yes, yes. Especially seeing as we are trying to get out and do some uh, some distillery soon. So all help is greatly appreciated. Yes, it is. Yes, please. Yes, we're trying to get out, everyone. Trying to get out. Trying to get out. <laughs> we're stuck. We're stuck. 
help us. That's all, that, all we've got for this week, I think. But it's, it's been a good one. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Do you know what? I, that rant I had earlier has made me think <laughs> there, might, there might be... What might be interesting one day, Nick, is to actually see if we can get someone on who has just done marketing for whiskey. Not necessarily a whiskey drinker, but talk to a company that has done a marketing campaign for whiskey. Uh, uh. Maybe even the company that's doing the campaign for, for Woodsman. The woods, the woodsman, because I think I think there's a whole thing about marketing and whiskey that that is interesting. The fact that you get something like Hay Club using David Beckham, the fact that you get this, which is now all over the underground, the marketing that Jack Daniels does. Uh, I think it's an interesting thing to look at. They're selling a lifestyle more than the whiskey. Exactly, exactly. Life, oh, a... there it is. There's the tagline. I've said no. I've watched stuff on on uh, advertising and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're selling the lifestyle and the attitude. You know, I mean, Pepsi, what's that? It's, it's sugar water. Red Bull, you know, they don't actually ever really say it tastes of this, tastes of that. They were a marketing company before they started all the, uh, I think before they started the actual drink, to be honest. And then they started doing all the esports stuff and the F1 and all kinds of stuff. Pretty sure it was a marketing company before a drink, Red Bull. Um, wow. Did not know that. Le- I might learning. be talking... Absolute pish. But it would make sense. Mm. I'm pretty sure. A marketing company realising, hmm, do you know we could sell anything? Let's try and sell a drink as giving you wings. Yeah. They probably well, they came up with a tagline. everything. They probably came up with a tagline. Red Bull gives you wings. And then mm. went, what can we use that for? What can, what, what can we use that for? An energy drink. Uh, obviously, all speculation here. But anyway, marketing is just an interesting thing. And... <laughs> I think I think it could be something worth looking into, Nick. Yes, you know I find interesting about the ones on the underground. Have you ever realised this? Have you ever found out that or, or realised that the adverts on the underground sometimes are really hard to work out what they're actually selling? Have you ever seen that? I think, yeah, and I think no, that's done I, on that's, purpose because yeah, you're sitting um, there and you're looking at it, going, "What the hell?" You've got is time that for? to read it. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell is that for? And then you realise it's like working out a puzzle, and then because you've worked out this puzzle, it then sticks in your head. What ah, exactly? That- what it's for. Genius. Genius. Because it won't have the logo of what it is, or it might be really small on the bottom right hand side. It won't have it at all. Then you realise what it is, You're tr- you know, and you've earned it. You've earned <laughs> learning what that product is. And then it sticks in your head. It's psychology. It's mad. Because you've got time to sit there. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I think we're on to something there, Nick. I, I think that's are. a good and things show that we could do in future. <laughs> So, listeners, yes. let us know. People listen to this and wonder what the hell's going on. That's yeah, what so we've been doing for the whole time. If you are listening to this and you can think of an example of a whiskey that has marketed to you in a way that's made you want to try the whiskey without knowing anything about it other than what you've seen on the marketing, let us know. Because I'm fascinated by that. Have we got people who listen who generally first in, first introduction to whiskey was Hay Club because of Beckham? Like I think Dean Lemon might be an example of that. We had him back on the show ages ago and he loved Hay Club and mm. I think it was the first thing he tried because the Beckham adverts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for us, it was Jack Daniels. That certainly helped. And, and yeah, because of marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I said that's all we've got time for. I didn't say that's all. I said that's all we got for today. And yeah. then I've just gone on continuing my rant. You are on the rant today. Um, so, yeah, Dave's had his share of rant. The <laughs> angels are now annoyed. And so are you. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.
Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.